Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, we're back for round two of our wrap-up of 2019. We certainly are. Happy New Year, everybody. We hope Happy you had a real good fun time. Happy New Year. I was going to try and blow a thing, but I don't have one. <laughs> Yahoo, I hope you're, you're having a wondrous New Year. If you missed last week's episode, we talked about the best movies and comedy specials and documentaries that we watched in 2019. And this week we're following on from that. My name is James and with me is Claire. We are married and we berate each other with things that we watched, even though we're Correct. not really interested in each other's so opinions. if you have never listened to the show before, which are highly... Well done. Yes, exactly. Keep continue living your life. Usually how this works is that James recommends the most depressing thing of all time. Correct. Something where people get murdered or like stabbed or they're like, it's post-apocalyptic and I'm the world is a this burning I'm like, yep, that's yep. Yeah, right. correct. Exactly. <laughs> and I recommend funny, lighthearted, great things, but also some smart, serious things too. I mean, and that's basically how it works. Someone put a GIF on the Great Mates group, which is our Planet Broadcasting Network group which you should have joined by the way because that group is amazing it's private though, and it was literally but you can join but you can yeah you can join and there's literally just like that one where this there's a character just like stomping along and then there's a tiny character like skipping around it i oh, like that warner brothers yeah those two dogs yeah, yeah correct exactly right. yeah. and they said that's what this show is pretty much accurate so we're launching with tv shows now are oh. we can I just say we are living in the golden age of television man tv is so much better than everything else in the world <laughs> I was going to say movies, but I think it just kind of encompasses all things. James proposed to his television before he proposed to me. I certainly did. But to be fair, I got rid of that television got a new one. Doesn't bode well for you, though, does it? Anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> what? Dear God. I don't know As if I can. Choose. T- the barking. podcast dog is barking. As yeah, she's barking at you for being yeah. so mean. Okay, television. Yeah, what do you got? Okay, so my favourite of all time of the year was Fleabag. I got Fleabag here, yeah. Oh, so If only there was more good. Fleabag. I think the second season is better. Yes, And the first season is incredible. Correct. And it just gets better from there, yeah. honestly. This television show, if you have not seen it, is just, oh, magic. And clever and dark and it's comedic, it's British, it's... How would you describe it? Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the writer and also the star actor, yes. I guess. But the cast itself is excellent. I saw an interview where they asked, because it seems like some of the scenes could be improvised, mm. and they asked um, the acting team, like, you know, whether that was the case, and they said you don't want to improvise because the script is that good. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, and you can Because often people do, they attribute it to a lot of shows, like to improvisation, but the best shows are Normally just very tightly written. Yeah, yeah, and this is extremely tightly written. Mm. Andrew Scott plays yes. her love interest as the sexy priest in the second season. Okay, and it works so break so it well. down for me. Like, because people, I think people don't understand what is sexy about that guy. I think I know. Okay, here we go. But I want to hear you say well, it. What I think about, I don't think it's necessarily like his physicality. Not that he's not a good looking guy, because he is, and he's got great arms, as she talks about, right? He's got a good <laughs> head of hair, whatever. He kind of looked kind of sinister at the same time. 
He exactly can, like, like in, do- in Doctor in Who. In Sherlock or whatever. Oh, Sherlock, But I think, right. the, yeah, and I think like, maybe I saw this, somebody explain this on Twitter, but I think the reason you like him is because of his sense of humour and that he listens. When you talk, he listens and he responds. Like, he doesn't just kind of He really receptive. looks at her. Yeah, that's really what I'm saying. He really looks yeah, at yeah. her. He does really look at her when yeah. she talks. And he thinks about when he's, he doesn't just talk for the sake of talking, like, say, I do. Like, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, that, it does. Is that no, that's that why, right? like, this is a bit of an ocean, but that's one of the reasons why I liked you so much and I met you because you just, you looked at me and listened mm. and asked questions. That's a trick out there. You don't even have to listen. You just have to pretend you're listening, all right? <laughs> I still use it to this day. Okay, on me <laughs> 13 years on later. Everybody, Claire. <laughs> I know, but no, genuinely, and I that it sounds so small, doesn't it? But I think for women, we aren't, we are obviously visual creatures as well, but I think women... Our sexuality is deeper than that. Because he's not like Chris Hemsworth is what I'm saying. You know no, I mean? but I would like, yeah. say he's much – I would say he's more attractive than Chris Hemsworth. Mm. And, I, and I think part of it – but also part of it is his physicality too. 100%. But it is – and he's, he's quite funny, and, but he listens and really looks at her when she yeah. talks, you know, and that I think is something that is rare mm. in blokes because I think sometimes men think – that they need to tell us how wonderful they are and therefore then we will think they're excellent. Well, otherwise how would you know how wonderful we are, Claire? <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of times that guys do that though. They like tell you or even like friends of mine, it's not like they're interested in me but it's kind of like a thing that they think they have to do mm-hmm. is like talk about all the things they're really good at. Yeah, I think that goes both ways though for anybody who's like, well, I'm great because of this and this. Oh, yeah, I know. both. Yeah. People, but I, I noticed it like back in the, you know, I don't know, Stone Age when I was dating, that men would do that a lot to you. I like love a guy they, who will, they think that I love a guy you, who at a party who will stop to do chin-ups as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that would happen that to me. Oh, my God. I got to a party and some guy just decided to jump and do chin-ups off the bar in the garage. That is not. Oh, anyway, it. no, and I love it. It's so actually so simple. And I think for men too, I think. They just want to be looked at and yeah. listened to. And I'm to. also really good at chin-ups. So that's yeah, my so point that's saying also. Something. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. but, uh, yeah, you're right. That's definitely part of it. I don't think I explained that very well. but um, No, you did. Yeah. But uh, that's definitely part of it because he really sees her. Yeah. He really looks and sees her yeah. and asks the question. And there's a compatibility there, obviously. And a very it, amazing Because it was chemistry. like he was coming at her like that and she was not interested. Yeah. That's a whole different Correct. thing. Now, if yeah. you haven't watched Fleabag, you'll have no idea what we're talking about. But anyway, it. Phoebe, it's won all these awards. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is so clever. She also, um, there's a few, there's a Netflix sort of show called Crashing that she wrote where you can see the beginnings yeah. of Fleabag. Yeah, I don't love Crashing. I still can, really enjoy yeah, it, Yeah, I though. like it, but it's not, but yeah. I do want to watch Killing Eight, which she also Yeah, wrote, and yeah. she also wrote the first couple of seasons of that, um, yeah. which is brilliant. It starts to go downhill when she's off the writing team. Mm. Um, and she's helping to finish or create the James the Bond. Bond. We'll see new to what James extent, Bond. though. Yeah. She's anyway, one of other writers. Yeah, but there. for me, Fleabag, hands down, yep. winner of TV for mm. this year okay. of all time. So clever and great. Well, I've got Watchmen, which I talked about recently on the Weekly Planet, which people should check out. Um, I think it's terrific. It's easily the best Watchmen sequel and spin-off of the many things that there's been of this thing that should never have been extended upon. It's really good. Uh, Chernobyl, I quite liked. It's not like an easy recommendation, but it's kind of I really interesting about that like the too. perils of like bureaucracy and shit like that. Yeah, and nuclear uh, fallout and mm, all of that kind of Russian thing. Russian Doll, I really liked. Oh. Uh, about the woman who's stuck in the time, the Groundhog yeah, Day. Yeah, kind of I tried loop. to get into that and I couldn't I really get into like it. That, Don't yeah. know why. Uh, the Good Place is terrific. It's still going, it's still wrapping up, but that was Christian cons- Bell. always consistently good. 
and consistently funny. Uh, Barry, which I've only seen the first season of, which is about Bill Hader, who's a hitman who then becomes an actor in acting class. Ah. I haven't watched season two yet, which is apparently also very good, but it's it's great. It's really good and really darkly funny and like twisted. And he's really convincing as this guy who doesn't really want to be a hitman, but he's an excellent hitman. And he's but he's also <laughs> trying to hide that up, but he's also trying to get into acting. It's just biz- it's bizarre. And Euphoria, which I've talked about before, which um, stars um, oh, what the hell's her name? Zendaya, ah. who's like a teen who's struggling with addiction and in, in high yeah, school. Yeah, and you said the way they filmed that. Oh, it's, show it's such a is like beautifully shot, really show. amazing. And yeah, it's just really well written and acted. And yeah, those are your the, top. I, I should have mentioned this uh, in last week's episode, but I'm kind of I'm I've kind of rushed over kind of the more mainstreamy kind of. Comic book and blockbuster stuff because I'm saving that because we do it like, for the weekly, weekly planet. planet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's not to say I didn't enjoy Avengers Endgame because I very much did. <laughs> that's not to say I didn't love Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker because it was an incredible movie. Wasn't oh that no, my God! <laughs> I was saying to you that film, and I know you're going to talk about it with Macy, so we won't have fun about it. But I felt like it was like a bad Indiana Jones film. Sure, like it made sense. I could follow it, and if I can follow all of it, that means that it's not that great. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I think you can follow any of the Star Wars. Actually, movies. that's true. And like I, but look, I love the Last Jedi, and I just felt like this was it was too predictable. I agree. Anyway, yeah. So. Interesting, that one. Now I've got here for music, unless oh, you've no, got more TV. No, I still oh, got more TV. Dear God. All right. So my other favourite one um, was Line of Duty, which I oh, loved. Yeah. It's created by Ted Mercurio. It's a BBC cop show, basically, and was first released in 2012. And it's about the anti-corruption unit set within the fictional Central Police Force. <laughs> it kind of sounds boring, but I bloody loved this. And their sort of the latest season was released this year. Every time I recommend it to someone, they lose like three days of their life and they're up till two o'clock in the morning because you just can't watch this then, yeah. not watch Ooh. it. I mean, you don't really love those kind of. BBC I'm busy doing chin ups, but I can. I do. Yeah, I think a lot of them are the same because I watched yeah. a lot of that growing up. Yeah, yeah. My parents love it. Did it? Did it? Yeah, I did too. But, but I still I, but love a good. Me, I still love a good one. Yeah, and yeah. look, this one and like Midsummer Murders, all that stuff is just you know that's gone off the boil. But this is, I think it's it's interesting because it's different because mm. it's not so much about the you know criminals as it is about the police force itself yes. and the corruption kind of embedded within the force. And there's a team of policemen who have to investigate their own and the kind of dynamics between the you know, the police who are, who are working their regular job and then these other anti-corruption agents coming in, how that all affects everything and then how far up the corruption can go. How far up does it go? Yeah, and there's just like a really great Irish cop called um, Inspector, Chief Inspector called Ted. Brilliant. I just loved it. An Australian TV show I loved was Total Control. I mm-hmm. talked about that the other day. That was the Deborah Mailman. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Claudia exactly. Claudia Carvin something. No, not Claudia Carvin. No. My brain has gone because it's so late. Rachel Griffiths stars oh, okay, in that right. too. Oh, but the politician. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 politi- yeah, it's basically Australian politics. Um, it, has, it talks a lot about Indigenous land rights. It's brilliant and quite funny in parts, quite dark, great. Dirty John, which was released in 2018 by oh, yeah, I watched. Like Dirty John, yeah. And I really enjoyed that. The documentary or the... Because there's a documentary. No, there's there's a, a, yeah, there's a podcast. No, this yes. is just like no, and there's a and there's a documentary, and there's the Eric Banner. Oh no, this is the Eric one. Banner, yeah, and it, yeah. what's the actress's name with the red <laughs> hair who I love? She's the best. You just anyway, you look it up. I will. While I talk about the last one I loved, which was Love on the Spectrum, which is an oh, ABC. Oh, I know that. Yeah, Connie Britton. 
Connie Brint, oh, she's amazing in so many things. Friday Night Lights, she's just brilliant. Anyway, but Dirty John, I enjoyed that and I watched that this year even though it was released in 2018. And Love on the Spectrum, which is an ABC kind of doco. It's not really a doco. It's like a reality TV show, I guess, about people who are living on the autistic spectrum, young people kind of in their early to mid-20s who are looking for love. Yeah, right. um, and my friend said to me it was her favourite show of the year and I, I kind of thought, oh, I don't like reality TV, that's a big call. And then I watched it and I watched all the episodes back to back. I could not stop laughing oh, wow. okay. and sort of getting emotional. It was beautiful. It was a look at what it's like to be different, I guess, yeah. and when you're different, how to find people that are similar to you and also families and how families have raised their kids I mean, and navigating dating is like an absolute crapshoot. Oh, it? It's a nightmare yeah. anyway. And what they said was if you're autistic, it's even harder because dating apps and things, you can't – do you disclose that you're autistic? How yeah, does right. that even work? Especially when you're high-functioning autistic. Yes. Um, and some of, and also because of the nature of autism, the honesty and the stuff that they come out with is just so adorable and true and kind of – how you everyone feels, and they yeah. also look at some couples who are autistic, who are both autistic, who are married or you know been together a long time, sure. and that's beautiful too. Yeah, right. And it just makes you realize that we're all different, you know, yes. and people we shouldn't be judging books by their cover. And you can't just because someone's autistic doesn't mean they are one way or another, mm. yeah. Anyway, it's a beautiful show and just funny. Oh my god, I just could not stop, I was crying with laughter. <laughs> Gorgeous. As how many episodes is it? I think it's four. What was that? Also, that documentary about the kids who come into the old people's home. Oh, that was beautiful. That was really good as well. Um, yeah, that was on the ABC too, and I can't remember the name of it now. But yeah, it was a nursing home, and they yeah. had kids coming in to visit, and I just loved that as well. Yeah. It was very moving. Um, and they've just formed this beautiful bond with these little four-year-olds. Is it called Old People's Home? Yeah, old people's home. Yeah, that sounds right. I guess no, or, or like old people's home for kindergartners. Yeah, old, old people's home for four-year-olds. Four-year-olds. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. And it's just, it's beautiful. And then, oh, makes you cry. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save forty percent on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Gorgeous. Okay, books. I love books. Uh, no, music I was going to do first. Oh, music. Okay, yep. I've just cool. written here, none. <laughs> I know no music anymore. What do you got for no, music? I bought you two records, Green Day. <laughs> yeah, they're not And you. Powderfinger from no, like. No, that was Internationalist. So internationalist. I like but you bought me Ben Folds. I did yeah. buy Ben Folds mm. too, but, you know, they're all. Nothing new. Nothing Nothing new. new. Okay, for me, um, my favourite album, no surprise here, Music of the Year, was Because I Love You by Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Smash Out of the Park. She's everywhere. Because our son enjoys that, so we have listened to that that, that bit in the car, actually. Amazing. My favourite song of this year was Woman by Claire Bowditch. Um, It's just a great song and I loved it. She just released it as a single. Um, Her book also I really enjoyed. Well, it's not a song, is it? Move on. All right. 
Uh, and the other mu- the music that I loved, I went and saw Come From Away, which you were supposed to I see. Know. And it just didn't eventuate. And you would love that musical I know I would. so much. I gotta go. And the soundtrack is spectacular. Even just the soundtrack. I think yeah. you should listen to the soundtrack because it's so good. Um, it's a show really about what happened at September 11 and the planes that were there then diverted into Canada. Yes. And what kind of happened from there. And I had no idea about the story. Blew me away. The music is absolutely heart-wrenchingly beautiful and gorgeous. So Terrific. Yeah, so that's music. Well, should we do can podcasts we, then? All right, and then can books? we do books? Oh, man, we're running out of time, Claire. We're we can have to, do it. Let's wrap it. We're not really. Uh, do you want to do, no, let's do books. Okay, let's do books. The one book that I remember reading this year, and maybe I read another thing, but I worry that I haven't, is Boy Swallows Universe. It's uh, by Trent Dalton. It's about a, it's a, he was a true crime writer who does his story about this kid growing up. Uh, in the thing in the western suburbs of Sydney, and he gets embroiled in like corruption and gang violence and drugs and et cetera and so forth. And it's great. Mm. And hopefully, I'll read a book this summer, which is my plan for <laughs> which I think was the that last was, time I read this. <laughs> you read that in, in January when we went, yeah, on, I think I did. <laughs> I'm trying to think about I've read because I've got a pile of books next to my bed, but I'm trying to think of which ones I've actually You've read. You've read a lot of comics, though. Oh, no, I've got so many comics here to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. Comics are so like. Easily digestible as well, like before bed as well. It's like, yeah, because it's also what you love. I, no, yeah. I love books, but I get caught in. Well, obviously, I don't that much, do I? But I get caught in it, and then yeah, you, know you get yeah. you can't Coming stop kind of read an issue, it. and then yeah. anyway, what do you got? Um, all right, so uh, look, I I read you know a fair few books this year, probably not as much as I would have liked to. Probably not um, as many as me. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I still think I keep going back to my favourite find author of the year is Jane Harper. Mm. The Lost Man, her, her third um, novel came out this year, um, which is sort of an it's a story on its own, which I've already talked about in previous episodes. Um, but The Dry and Force of Nature were her two first novels and they're um, the same inspector cop character in those they're really just great old-fashioned true crime sort of murder mystery nothing wrong with that detective novels but i just love them i thought they were great and really page turnery really great for summer reading if you haven't already read those but they've been everywhere another book i really enjoyed this year was she said by jody Cantor and megan tui and that was um really following the whole kind of rise of the me too movement and harvey weinstein case and it kind of on the background of, you know, Trump and all those things. I just found that really, really interesting and I enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of almost a thriller, Patreon, even though you knew how it ended. Right. I just had no, it just gave me a real insight into how much work goes into really good quality journalism. How much work does go into it? A few hours. Okay. So I, gonna, I thought you were going to say not that much. Yeah, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. 20 minutes is, that's yeah. a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> Great, no, I mean, it was the culmination of just so much work. Anyway, and most of the time these kinds of cases you could be researching and doing all of that work and follow up and interviews and then they can't publish for legal yes. reasons. So the fact that that story even got published and the fact yep. that the world cared yes. is just kind of that, I mean, the bloody media news cycle, am I right? Bloody 24-hour I mean, news cycle, mate. But I, uh, yeah, I correct. Anyway, so that was a good one. Fleshman is in Trouble by Taffy Brodessa Anna was one that people kind of went mad for this year and I really enjoyed it. Look, it's about a kind of a couple divorcing and – how that all goes down in New York City and they have two kids and how that all interplays with itself. But, I, yeah, I just really enjoyed it and it was really hard to put down. And then The Testaments by Margaret Atwood came out, which was a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Very um, 
sort of everyone was waiting with bated breath um, mm. to read this book and it didn't disappoint. I thought it was a really great read. It was a really kind different of – Different perspective, right? Yeah, different perspective from the first one, which I thought was a couple of different voices, which I thought was good. Margaret said that she couldn't find the voice of June, the main character, from um, Hermitage, who so didn't try and force it and so she wrote it from different perspectives. Mm. Really enjoyed it. I recommend that. And my last one is a recipe book. Oh, my Midnight God. Midnight Chicken by Ella Whisbridger. You know how much I loved that book. And a listener from Planet Broadcasting um, messaged me to say that um, he has followed her for ages and he oh, cool. was so excited to hear that she had come out. This She is kind of touted now as the next Nigella Lawson, really. Oh. Um, it's, it's a recipe book, but it reads almost like a novel mm. because it really just is celebrating um, – my computer's dying – Celebrating the ability of food. Well, no, it's okay. So you know that episode of the IT crowd where the what's the character? The her computer. Jan June, female lead. I can't remember. Yeah, her name in the IT crowd. Anyway, her they go to look at her laptop and there's just like a thousand things flashing all the time Uh, and it's like beep beep bloop bloop blah blah. That's what my computer was doing because it does that all the time every time I open it and I should fix it but I won't. And um, anyway, Jen. So, Jen, there you go. Hilarious. Jen. I love, oh. love the IT crowd. So amazing. What a great show. Anyway, back to Midnight Chicken. It really celebrates the ability of cooking and food to pull you back from the brink, really. Sure. Um, and I've, I've, I've heard quite a few people who are suffering from depression or anxiety or trauma or grief find their way back into the into the world through cooking or it might be through painting or it might be through gardening, something where you're creating with your hands. Yeah. Um, and Ella, yeah, really writes beautifully and in a really funny way about her life and her family, her friends who are her family really and living in London and her memories of her childhood. And then also her partner, her boyfriend features, the tall man features in it a lot, when which – you kind of find out at the very end that he passed away oh. of cancer, and it's just heartbreaking. He's such a he's a, he's obviously like such a larger than life kind of comedian who also really loved cooking, mm. and they share that together. So, anyway, beautiful. That's it. That's Books it for me. Yeah, you got me right as I in <laughs> your heartstrings. No, I swallowed water went down the wrong way. Oh, Lord, he's yeah. really struggling. This is him oh my crawling God, over the line. Uh, I talked about Spencer and Locke, which is basically Calvin and Hobbes, except he grows up and he keeps his imaginary friend and they, they solve murders yeah. together. It's terrific. I loved it. The second volume of that came out this year, last year. Uh, Spider-Man Life Story, which I talked about, talked about on the Weekly Planet, I think is my favourite comic from the year, but it's basically it condenses all the history of Spider-Man into like six issues, but it jumps ahead a decade every time. But also every time it jumps a decade, it it touches on like the major points from that story at that time. So like the sixties is a fun swing in sixties kind of college kid. And then like seventies, it's like the Vietnam war. And like it goes through like all his adventures, but like shortened until, so he ages in real time. So by the end he's like 75 or whatever. Uh, But criminal I haven't talked about, which is an ongoing series by Ed Brubaker. And it's sort of a series of uh, interconnected stories about, it's like detective noir kind of, hard-nosed criminal kind of activities and, you know, murders and following people around and being like, what are you doing here and give me one of those cigarettes, you know, those, you know. <laughs> That's basically things. what you do what all, you of, all around the house. Yeah, give me, give me my what cigarettes. What are you doing? Give me one of those cigarettes. Those cigarettes I'm yeah. constantly smoking. Yeah, that's right, but give me one. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, that, those are the things I've been reading. 
Excellent. Uh, podcasting before we wrap it up. Pod, a podcasting. Mm. Okay. Um, so my favourite podcasts of the year, Dolly Parton's America. Mm. Love that. I talked about that recently, just about Dolly Parton. Um, I had really no idea about her history and why she was so iconic and I respect that woman a thousand times more after listening to that podcast. But you respected her negative before, so that means <laughs> even if you times that by a thousand, it's not quite enough, is All it? All right. Anyway, she's brilliant and mm. it was a great podcast. Snowball is an Australian podcast. It's um, The series is Snowball. The whole podcast is actually called Unravel. This is from the ABC. And it was just addictive listening. Yeah, right. Um, Ollie Ward is the host and it really just is about his um, sister-in-law who turned out to be a fraudster and took basically his all his family's money. I listen to that. Yeah. It was terrific. It was, wasn't it? I forgot it? I listened to that. Yeah, yeah you barely, very rarely like listen to something I recommend, but you were just walking around the house being like, I can't believe it. Can you believe yeah, this? it was so yeah. good. I uh, saw my him My PC battery's also running low. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Chat 10 Looks 3 was my other favourite pod of the year. I always talk about that. That's like my staple. That's my bread and butter podcast I go to. I love it. Lisa Els Animal Crab. Ugh. Just great, hilarious, awesome. Um, and I talked about this earlier, but Heavyweight, um, it's mm. Gimlet Media podcast, really, really good. And the episode two, Gregor, which was about Moby. I did listen to that. Yeah, so good. And I remember the time being like, isn't Moby terrible? And then the episode, I'm like, maybe Moby's not terrible. But then since then, turns out Moby, terrible. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So as I always suspected, Moby is terrible. Full circle, full circle. Yeah, so they Because you know what? The other reason I didn't think he was as terrible in that episode as well is because the guy who was like accusing Moby of like, because he kind of built Moby's career, was like equally terrible. And I'm like, what do I care if this guy does well? This guy sucks. <laughs> it's a really interesting story though. Yeah, yeah excellent. Uh, for me, uh, I've talked about creative processing with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm going to mention some stuff outside of the Planet Broadcasting Network, Claire, if you don't mind. Mm. I know, controversial. I know. Actually, I didn't mention any from the. Oh, good. Let's keep it that way. But why it's would kind we of assumed right, that we, we love all those guys and those help days. grow, help <laughs> whatever the fucking thing is we do. <laughs> um, but one of the ones I really like is with Charlie Clawson and Osha Gunsberg. It's called Dad Pod, and uh, Charlie Clawson people would know from like Home and Away. And uh, the TV series, um, what the hell is it called? It's with the murder one, with the, the Crocodile Dundee guy, but it's about, what the hell is it called? Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, thank you. Creek. Jesus. And also Tofop. And also, to- I was getting to that, Tofop oh, right. uh, and, and et cetera and so forth. Um, but it's basically, it's about, uh, and Osha Gunsberg people know from like Australian television having terrific hair. So it's about, <laughs> they've both had uh, new kids, newborn kids, and a chronicle's kind of before that kind of happens and like kind of as they're kind of going through the journey of, of, of having kids and how it's terrible. So it's uh, it's also got a bunch of fun guests. Uh, Merrick Watts is uh, in, in one point. Grant Denyer pops up. People would know from Australia would would know those two. I'd imagine I might be going on an episode in the future, which would be really cool because I really like that show. And I have a lot to say about other dads and how I hate them. <laughs> I got so much to say. You just had it. Away. I think I'm easing up on that a little bit. I think you are. I think you're having more compassion. And also, I think what's I'm happening. Weak. He's starting to make friends with other dads, you need like to for back, realsies. You need to back. No, you really up, are. Claire. I noticed we had beers the other night with our neighbours, and you stayed and you drank four beers. Mm. That is like you are sort of undermining your whole beer as a conspiracy theory, my yeah, friend. Yeah, no, I really was. I was drinking that. Yeah, you I'm were like, smashing I bet Claire's going to throw this in my face <laughs> at some point. Sitting under anyway, the we stars wrap this up with, with your neighbours. Who are you? Who even are you, James? That was great, though. I had a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it was. So really what good. are we? Um, we got to wrap this up because my computer has got, got like a minute left of battery. Uh, so that, I just which to... is kind of like a symbol of your year. Yes, Claire, keep talking, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you do want to review the show, it helps out massively. Uh, we would really appreciate if you could do that. If, you, if there's one thing you could do for us in the new year, cash, money, if you see us in the street. The second thing, <laughs> reviews. This is from, please review us, Yeah, please. this is from uh, Swag53 on uh, iTunes. You can do it in-app. It says Big Sandwich. Just do it right in-app. It's easy as. These two are absolutely amazing and, and love each other. Their suggestions each week. Close some wonderful reads and shows. James touches on comic books and movies. Each episode, I come away with at least one thing to check out. Five out of five for sure. Also, James makes a big sandwich. It's true. It's true. That's when the Weekly Planet is my more successful podcast. Uh, what about you? Have you got some listener suggestions? Oh, I don't know, but we're not very successful, so why should I suggest anything? Success isn't measured by the incredible uh, awards and download numbers you get, Claire. All right. Success is in your heart. Yeah, but also numbers. All right. You didn't talk about succession. Wasn't your fave? I like it. TV show? It's good. All right. Anyway, um, so you can recommend us stuff at Suggestible Pod on Twitter and Instagram um, and Facebook as well. We always love to hear from you. And this is from Shattered the Skies, Richard McDiamond. That's a cool name, Richard McDiamond. I like saying your name. He is recommending The Brief and Frightening Reign of Phil. By George Saunders. Cool. Hey, guys, I highly recommend this book of short stories. Each story in it is completely different, and I think it has something for both of you. Some really heartwarming stuff, absolutely hilarious stuff, and kind of sci-fi stuff. It's genuinely brilliant. That sounds good. It does. Thank you, Richard. I always love a suggestion that can crosses both art uh, tastes. That's right. Correct. Exactly. And thank you to everybody who has listened to the show this year. We really This year, but it's really... the first episode of the year, Claire. <laughs> oh, last year. I mean <laughs> Have you just had a stroke? I think I have. Oh, you're okay. He's please got a vein bursting out of his head. I just wanted to say a really big thank you. Um, I know this is the second part of the show, but anyway, um, we really have appreciated, particularly me. James has a giant audience, but I have appreciated. No, I still, I really like doing this, and it does yeah, have a, really it does fun. have a nice audience, a nice committed audience. All four of us, <laughs> all in a room together. That's me, you, Colin, who edits you. this every week. We really appreciate, <laughs> and some other guy. Correct. No, but <laughs> seriously, everyone that's written in, we really, really appreciate it, and we love to hear from you. So keep it coming, and um, yeah, here's to twenty. 20. What? We're in the future. Yeah, but it sucks. All right, see you guys next week. We're taking a break. I don't know how long Life, it's every day. And we'll have to drink pina coladas and I have to hang out with this guy for two weeks. You wish. (laughs) No. I mean, yes, I love you. Yeah, you too, right, I guess. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.